Hello, and welcome to the Harvard Kennedy School Policy Cast, an ongoing conversation about public policy, governance, and global issues. I'm your host, Matt Cadwallader, and joining us today is HKS professor Nico Mele. Nico worked as Internet Operations Director for Howard Dean in the 2004 Democratic presidential primary, and has consulted for numerous campaigns, corporations, and nonprofits in digital strategy. Nico, welcome to the Policy Cast. Thanks. It's a delight to be here. So, Tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, you're, you were at kind of the forefront of digital online organizing and uh, fundraising and digital campaigning. Uh, what led you to that, that point? Well, I was always uh, interested in technology and in politics, but for separate reasons. You know, when I was in high school, it seemed like I could make a lot more money fixing computers than waiting tables. And I was always just uh, interested in politics. Always, it's kind of a, an, always an obsession for me. I was one of those political nerds, and so I was lucky that uh, I was in the right place in the right time that I could kind of bring together my love of technology and love of politics and 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 have them cross pollinate. So, the Howard Dean campaign is often looked at as the starting point, really, for um, for organizations, campaigning organizations, uh, using the internet to raise money and reach their supporters. What was the difference between 2004 and 2000 that allowed for that to be possible? That's a good question. Uh, in 2000, actually, 2000 was the first time the Federal Election Commission ever gave permission to candidates to raise money online. Presidential Bill Bradley um, petitioned the FEC to allow that. He raised a significant amount of money online. Uh, John McCain raised more online, and there's a little bit of a because a little bit of a misnomer. We're not entirely clear on the data how much was really raised online and how much simply the website was used as a fast processing vehicle for say uh, donations via phone. In any case. There was the genesis of this was in 2000. There was money raised online. It, it happened. In some ways, the, the history of it goes back a little farther to moveon.org. Moveon.org founded to um, encourage Congress to censure Bill Clinton and move on, right? Moveon.org. Mm -hmm. And then persisting as, in, as a kind of hub of progressive online activity. On the Dean campaign in 03, we very explicitly used moveon.org as a model. And so a lot of the things we did in on the Dean campaign were not so much new, but new for electoral politics, that um, a candidate had never done them before. And it was a combination of a candidate never having done them before and also just the right time in American in American households, that the Internet was finally penetrating to, to, to most voting households. Um, although I will note that in 03, uh, fast broadband internet was still a rarity, and consequently people did not watch video online. Um, but you can you can definitely trace the evolution of the internet's impact on campaigns, starting with MoveOn.org, and then moving through with FEC encouraging it or allowing the Bradley campaign, the McCain campaign, to do it in 2000, to Dean taking it, running with it in 03, to Obama in 08, and then Obama 2012. 
So when you joined the campaign, it really, I mean, there may have been a little bit of fundraising in 2000, but it was really a new concept. Had the campaign itself uh, seen the, the, the idea of really making something happen online as a priority? Had, did they see what it could be, um, or did you have to kind of convince them? Well, definitely, I don't think they would have hired me if there, any convincing was required, right? Adding another person to payroll for a very small campaign operation was real challenging. And so they definitely believed there was an opportunity there, especially the campaign manager, Joe Trippi, really felt explicitly like there was an opportunity. But I also think necessity is the mother of invention, that Howard Dean was the only candidate who really, in that race, who really had not done national fundraising before. I mean, you were looking at at um, John Kerry, you know, Joe Lieberman, Dick Gephardt, John Edwards. You were looking at some candidates who really had national fundraising networks for their Senate and uh, and and uh, leadership positions. Candidates who had relationships with the national press. I mean, Dean Dean was this was the governor of Vermont, one of the smallest states in the union, and he didn't have the kind of national network of fundraisers, of journalists, of activists, of leaders that the other candidates had. And to remain competitive and even become successful in that kind of, when you're at that disadvantage as an outsider, you're kind of naturally pushed to to, to something like the internet. So similar to Governor Dean, uh, Barack Obama was something of a, a new force in politics when he entered the race in 2008, especially among some more uh, more established opponents. Uh, what do you think the major dif- uh, the difference between what the Dean campaign was able to do and what the Obama campaign was able to do? I'm talking specifically about being able to ra- outraise Hillary Clinton in the first. Um, the first quarter of the 08 election, um, I believe it was in spring of 2007, uh, mainly on the back of online donations. Uh, was that just because the internet was more of a thing in people's lives, or was that a difference based on candidate? Well, I, a little bit of both. I mean, there's no doubt that the internet had grown in its reach and penetration into American households, but I think it was the appeal of Obama as a candidate that. Um, that that gave him the the energy and the intensity to take advantage of that to build an alternative f- fundraising base to Hillary Clinton. I mean, Hillary Clinton had spent arguably her entire adult life running for president. She had been in the White House eight years as first lady. Her husband, one of the most popular Democrats in history, let alone probably the most popular living Democrat. Um, you know, definitely like the establishment and leaders of the Democratic Party crafted in the in, in the shape that the Clintons wanted it. And so a lot of the traditional um, avenues to winning the primary were in some ways closed off to Obama. Obama as a, a candidate without a long history of participation in national politics, really without a long history of participation in democratic politics. And so the internet was an essential part of doing an end run around many of the established players and gatekeepers in order to win the nomination. So what role did emerging technologies play in that? What changed in terms of uh, what people were doing on, online that allowed c- campaigns to reach into their, into their lives, really, in 04 and in 08? 
we could even say 0408 in 2012 because uh, the equation is relatively similar across all three cycles. And that is that if you think like a political operative, there are five ways you, five, any political operative will tell you there are five key components to winning a campaign. Money, media, by media we mean persuasion, like TV ads, radio ads. Money, media, message, frequently message means polling. Money, media, message, press, managing the press. And the last one is field and GOTV, field and get out the vote. So money, media, message, press, field. The internet completely and without question dramatically changed the first one, how you raise money online. It definitively has changed that for national races like the presidential race or other national races like the Senate race in Massachusetts has had a very high profile and is really more of a national race in a sense. It is more slowly changing down ballot that congressional races and mayoral races, the internet does not have a dramatic effect on fundraising, but there is an effect and it's growing. But at the national level, the internet has just changed how you raise money and changed the rules of engagement for major candidates. The internet makes uh, challenger anti-establishment candidates more viable, gives them energy and funding and access to resources they otherwise would have trouble building. We saw that in the, on the Democratic side with the rise of a candidate like Barack Obama. On the Republican side, we see it in you know the incredible amount of money Ron Paul has managed to raise online and in the way that in almost every Senate primary race for the last four years, the Tea Party uh, the Tea Party candidates have managed to outraise and defeat establishment Republican candidates, including three sitting U.S. Senators. And so, you know, in, 04, in 03, 04, in 08, in 2012, the primary impact the Internet has had is in dramatically changing the fundraising equation. So I think anybody who uh, follows uh, a uh, politician on uh, through email will know that their inbox is constantly flooded with fundraising uh, requests. Uh, what other technologies? Is email the only way that people... Well, email is the primary way that the vast majority of the money raised online is raised via email. It is the most essential element. But... For email fundraising to be successful, you need to be communicating with people from, from a variety of other means. If you look at a lot of what is being done in social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, you'll see ideas and themes that essentially are designed to reinforce some of the email fundraising messages. So an example of that is in the 2008 campaign, the campaign manager David Pluff routinely would release YouTube videos of his like campaign strategy updates. But these campaign strategy updates were primarily about how much money was being raised, right, and how it was being spent, but primarily about how much money was being raised versus how much the Republicans were raising. Mm -hmm. And those those were those video updates were definitely geared at at, at overall creating kind of a, an environmental impact on the success of online fundraising. So what's next? I guess if, if you were to look at uh, the, the uh, from election to election, there seems to be a new force in each one. In 08, you might say that it was either a video or, or sites like mybarackobama.com as an organizing tool. Um, 
do you think that there's been uh, technology that's uh, been used this cycle that's new that's new that hasn't been mm. used before, or, or is there well, one in the future? Well, I mean, if you just compare the number of Americans who are on Facebook in 08 to the number of Americans on Facebook in 2012, it's an order of magnitude difference. Mm. Now, what impact that has, what role that has, is actually a pretty big question mark. Will that make a difference? Well, we don't know. But there's no doubt that the social networking platforms like Facebook and Twitter, they were not major players, not not substantial parts of people's lives in 08, or I should say not as commonly a substantial part of people's lives in 08. And today, in 2012, they're really, they're really a big part of many people's lives in the world and in the United States and online. And so I, the question is, do these social networking platforms that in the last decade, especially the last four years, have gone from footnotes and curiosities to mainstays and drivers of culture and news cycles. What impact are these social networks going to have on, on electoral turnout, on persuading undecided voters, on actually helping candidates win? It's pretty well established that these platforms help candidates raise money. But beyond preaching to the choir to raise money, how, how do these, what role are these platforms playing in public and political life? And that, that's still really a question mark. So do you think that, in, much in line with what, you're, what you were just saying, do you think social media is somewhere where uh, a, a, a campaign can grow its base? Or is it somewhere, somewhere that a campaign can consolidate or organize its base? Well, uh, I, I would say it is well established as a medium for, for firing up and consolidating the base. But I would also say that whoever figures out how to use it to, to convert and grow, to change people's minds, to whoever figures out how to use social media to persuade people in a demonstrable, measurable way will have a tactical advantage going forward. So you don't think that's happened yet? No, and you can see it in the numbers. Obama's going to raise close to a billion dollars in this election, most of it online, and he's going to spend most of that money on television advertising, right? 30 and 60 second spots. Mm -hmm. This is in 08, same thing. He raised about half a billion dollars, most of it online, spent most of that money on television ads, 30 mm -hmm. and 60 second spots. And so, you know, I think. To date, the Internet's reliability and success as a medium for persuasion is has been notoriously hard to figure out and to identify and to measure. And what about non-organic? I mean, it seems that both campaigns, the Obama campaign and the Romney campaign, have spent a fair amount of money on advertising online, um, and not just, uh, you know, banner ads, but, uh, you know, I, I know the Romney campaign has bought out several sponsored tweets, um, and, uh, you know, th things like that. We, are those as effective as television ads, or? Well, so the vast majority of the money spent online for advertising by the campaigns is designed to preach to the converted to raise money. It's not, it's not, you know, if you look at Obama and Romney, both are, are spending most of their money on TV, and the vast majority of their money, it's a little bit different per candidate, but more than 85% of the money they're spending on TV is spent on negative advertising, on attack ads. And you don't see attack ads online. 
most of the ads you see online are about donating, right? And so I think that even though these campaigns are spending a lot of money online, it's really in in to it's really designed to increase their 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 online fundraising, not designed to change people's minds in swing states. And that's a that's a crucial difference. I think some of the stuff like the sponsored tweets, you know, that's arguably about persuasion, although some of it I still think is about inspiring the the base. But even to the extent it's about persuasion, it's very hard to tell if that's going to have any real impact or not. Well, Nico Mele, I appreciate your coming on the PolicyCast, and uh, it was great talking to you. Thanks. My pleasure. You've been listening to PolicyCast, a production of Harvard Kennedy School. More information can be found at hkspolicycast.org.